Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. This is Avatar The Last Podcasters. And today we are going to do the last... Well, not the last ranking we're going to do for a while, but the last group that we're ranking in the series of ranking things. And that is the non-benders. And I'm actually going to flip to the right slide now. I know I'm forgetting something. There we go. Every non-bender ranked day. This one's going to feel... A little different because unlike the other benders where Chris did a magnificent job of like anyone who had a substantial or like noticeable bending role in one of our canon stories right that's it's not easy but it makes more sense than like every single person who ever existed other than benders now nah, we picked uh, people with substantial roles in these stories non-benders that displayed some sort of I'm not gonna call it combat ability but combat and or wartime strategy and survival skill like that person the person the people that you want on your team as you're navigating the nav the avatar universe particularly of the non-bender variety and chris i think you did a marvelous job of cobbling together the 14 most likely that fit this group uh, but again that's a weird one so if you if you have any thoughts mm -hmm. If you have any uh, glaring omissions or whatever, and you come at us on this one, it it might feel more reasonable, maybe than maybe than in our other lists. So, uh, but Chris, before we get started, any how are you? What are you up to? Anything exciting this week? We're, I am good. Nothing new from before. We're recording uh, double recording week in advance here, right? So you've got like Schrodinger's Lakers going on right now. You don't know. Maybe yeah, they're alive. Right. Maybe they're dead. Um, um, no, they're they're in the West Conference Finals right now. So yeah. Okay. Up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Facing the Denver Nuggets, they oh. beat the Warriors in seven. Okay. No, I can I can get on board. And they're going against the Nuggets. I can get on board with that. Well, and let's be honest, that would be a fun a fun matchup to watch. That Not really. listen right now. I think they. Uh, so you're you're obviously uh, a Lakers fan, and I, I trend a little toward Boston in general. And I'm just going to say, like, both of those series have had weirdly the, – the start has been weird on both sides uh, yeah. from what we do know. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And, well, no, without further ado, just because – got to be honest, I'm exhausted. <clears throat> Let's get to our non-bender list, Chris. Oh, I also want to say – so. Non-bending is, it, it has, non-bending in general is, is a lot more vague than the other bending principles. But in this list, taking into account fighting, weapons, agility, strategy, and special abilities. I think, uh, I just keep going back to, it's it's not like a one-on-one -on -one fight, but it is if I'm navigating through the Avatar universe, who who do I want on my team? Who do I want at my side in the dangers of the Avatar universe? And that's the best way I've been able to wrap my mind around it personally. Let's start at number yeah, I do think, I do think we'll, I mean, a big factor of non-benders has to do with like their, their brains or their wisdom, but I'm not, I'm not considering that now. That's a different list for a different time. That the top smartest people or the top wisest people. Best best you know. tacticians, best strategists. Yeah. Uh, separate separate lists. And, 
Yeah, and tacticians, I consider it a little bit in this, but that being a tactician is a can be any bender, right? Like, because Azula is probably one of the best tacticians. Uh, Jianju, one of the best tacticians. So there'll be a, a list for that at some point in time in the future, but not before we get to deaths. But not before we rank deaths. Gonna see, that sounds cool. That's a catchy YouTube title right there. For there was one. Top five deaths ranked. That just sounds good. Uh, Chris, number 14 is, and it sounds so bad he's so low, but again, non-bending is weird. Number 14 is The Duke. The Duke. I've never seen him do a single thing except for one episode. And The Duke is, ironically enough, the small person um, part of the uh, the Freedom Fighters. He has yet to show his utility, but does play a prominent role, unfortunately. Number 13. The most, the most notable thing that Duke does is give Toph his helmet so she can vomit in it. Listen, there's a time and a place for having a vomit helmet handy. Can't say I've come across that personally. Number 13 is Pipsqueak. That's a nice segue. This common theme. Pipsqueak. Yeah, Pipsqueak from the Freedom Fighters. Big old guy who looks like he beats crap out of people with the log. He he's the muscle. Every every good team needs needs a little muscle. He's your offensive lineman. Number twelve again oh, yeah, sticking definitely. to a common theme. But finally, finally getting to one where we have some like tangible on screen utility examples. Number twelve is long shot. Yeah, man. Actually, man, comparing this to eleven. Wait, this... why do I have long shot this short? Maybe you should be. Um. Hmm. No, I, I I think it's right where it is. I think it just feels bad because there's a big jump between 13 and 12. Yeah, like, but I don't think I'm thinking of maybe number 10 should come down. Oh, well. I, I don't personally. I mean, mm. it depends no, on... We'll, we'll talk about number 11 and I'll, and I'll wrap my brain around what, what like, you are counting and what you aren't counting. That might affect my answer. Yeah, these, I think these three, 12, 11, 10... Or can be uh, moved around a little bit, but I'm not saying I want to move them around. I'm saying they're they're very close. Anyway, long shot, one of the best archers there is. Um, stoic, quiet guy. Not that has anything to do with the bending, but a uh, really great archer, like, able to hold his own with other benders at the same time. Number number eleven is interesting to me. Like I said, this will help me outline what you, what you got in mind here. Number eleven, you've got June. And it's in yes. my mind. It's like she she like she is an animal tamer of some degree, right? Like dangerous animal in yeah, her I'm not, yeah, I'm, But you don't get to count the animal. You just get to note that she right. has the that, some of that ability. Um, she and the thing that's putting her like above long shot in this case is that that bar fight scene. She shows like a clear. Mastery of martial arts, influidity. Like she, she's beating the crap out of people. Threw her drink up, caught it, and then sat down and drank it again. She has some skills to her. I I also think there's something here of like, I don't know how to word this. I want to say like my guts like she's sort of running her own business, her own operation. Like like she's <laughs> got enough sort of strategy and know how that she's kind of making her own way out there in the world. And there's gotta be. You can go your own way. Go your own way. Uh, did she? 
She's doing that on her own, whereas long shot it's not that long shot is dumb. I'm just if if you had to if you had to try to find and pick nits between them, which is obviously the whole idea of this list, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I bet June is probably a little bit more like uh, wise or tactically sound uh, independently. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to get at. Just splitting hairs, which that's kind of a funny archer joke in its own right. Chris, you said number 12, 11, and 10 could all be interchangeable. Yeah. And I, wow, I th- I'm about to hurt some feelings here. I think you're right. In in the sense I agree with you, I also think you're right in that you're going to hurt some feelings. Number 10 is Sokka. Chris, explain yourself. Uh, Sokka. Sokka's not like the greatest fighter. <laughs> um, and this is shown like throughout. Like, he, he does show some a little bit better abilities in, in the Fire Nation invasion. Um, he, he's great with a boomerang. Gotta give him that. Uh, I would like to boomerangs are cool, at- but boomerangs have kind of a limited utility. Like, I don't... I let, boomerangs are really cool, but I don't want to overstate the importance of it as a mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah, maybe I should put him higher. He did take out the bush to man. Although it seemed like a... Flute. Like, long shot. I think, I think the soccer could do that one out of... 50 tries, and Longshot could do it 10 out of 10 tries. Yeah, or at least 9 like, out like of 10 long, or whatever. Like Longshot would throw... He'll get to, he'll get to the, the angle. He'll then throw, he'll shoot an arrow in the sky, get another arrow, shoot that arrow so it can ricochet, and then hit uh, Combustion Man in the head. Are you saying he's going to be... He's gonna Robin. He's gonna Robin Hood it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I love that movie. Growing up so much, it's an adorable movie. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, flashing for the belt of the Anyway, one of my favorite Disney movies, actually. Uh, I I I loved it. It was probably my favorite Disney movie. I love everything Robin Hood. Like I liked. Uh, that I liked the Kevin Costner one. I like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Cool. Like I just liked Robin Hood as a, as a character, very appealing, very great character, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sokka, I think Sokka um, is right where he needs to be. And I just again, I I don't want to overstate. Listen, if I just get bothered a little bit because if a boomerang works, if you actually hit something, it's probably not coming back. It is. It doesn't come back. If it works, all. you get to use it once it's a, before you... It's not coming back. It's not a good... I don't... Sokka. I'm not a boomerang expert, but if you throw something and it will come back to you, if it doesn't, if nothing impedes it, and you throw it and it hits something, it will not follow that same path. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to come back. So, really, peak Sokka needed to... We need more sword Sokka for him to be higher. Let's put it that way. But listen, it's not a. This is not a soft list at the top. Sokka's got nothing to be ashamed of. But yeah. he he makes a nice segue from number ten to number nine because number nine is Hakoda. Yeah, pretty much take Sokka, but improve everything <laughs> by about thirty percent. Sokka, but better. <laughs> That's, that's not. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like me at fifteen, was my dad was about thirty percent stronger than me and better at me than at everything. Okay, but what if you take 
your dad and put him in today's NBA, Chris. Put him in today's NBA. <laughs> Sorry, throwback. No, I. Uh, you don't get the amount of evidence on screen as you do with Sokka, but I I think it still makes sense to have Hakoda as number nine. Listen, it gives Sokka something to shoot for. Number eight, this is kind of interesting, at least I think people will find this interesting, is the lieutenant. Yeah, the lieutenant. We, I, I don't know if he has a name. I have no uh, the lieutenant from Legend of Korra. Like he has the two zappy sticks, uh, Eskrima sticks, Eskrima, Eskrima sticks, whatever they are. And like he's a very well trained martial artist. Like he, uh, or, no, no, he's got a martial artist, he's using the weapon. Uh, but he's also very agile and stuff. He's uh, pretty formidable with that. You know what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, likely you'll only know him, I guess, for the weapons, but there's an underlying martial artistry and, and tactical knowledge and ability that, like, yeah, he has the weapons, but he's also good with them for a reason. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Chris, this is where we had... I think our, our best discussion is going to occur in the next three, in seven, six, mm. five. I, I think, personally. Number seven, uh, we've got Asami. Ooh, you know what? I might have... To your dismay, I might have number six too low. Anyway, number seven. I, I hate that. No, I hate that <laughs> so much. Asami Sato. Uh, brilliant mind. Not really including that in here. Uh, but it does kind of go to because she uses that to make weapons. She she and those makes weapons, weapons on the cuff. Uh, she improvises with technology in a way that Chris nobody else on this list can do. True. Yeah. Um, she she. This is probably the case where yeah, like you said, technology is used the most. I mean, she uses motorcycles in fights sometimes. So they're good. Mm-hmm. Just just like June. Well, you know, it's a little bit different, but I would say just like June, you don't different. get to count the motorcycle. But here's the thing, Chris. What's the difference between a weapon and a vehicle? A weapon is not part of a person. So how can we get to count the lieutenant's weapons, but you don't get to count Asami's motorcycles? They're both inanimate objects. I will say that the weapon is an is a extension of yourself. And of so is a motorcycle. Why can't a motorcycle nah, be like, an extension of yourself? Like when, like when, when, when P and Dao is training Sokka in sword, he's like the sword is an extension of yourself. I don't think of like a car as an extension of your of yourself. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a NASCAR. Why? Is, why know. can't it be an extension of yourself? Especially if you're a really good driver, I think you would think of it as that's. I just. Just kind of arbitrary lines. Like it's it's one thing to say you can't. Yeah, count, it's a fair point. You can't count pets. Like okay, that's a different carbon-based life form. But but what what's the what's the difference between a, a weaponized vehicle and just a weapon that you hold in your hand? Especially she she probably made that motorcycle with her bare hands. But even if you can't count the motorcycle <laughs> itself, I would say you can count her ability to craft technology on the fly in a way that's just it's literally not replicable in the list that we have here i suppose you could put her dad in the list if you wanted to but. yeah no uh although see part of me was thinking about including the you know the mechs and stuff okay um which i guess i, I didn't think about her dad but her dad was in there and i thought part of me was thinking about including Varric and julie because julie's like the best one in a mech yeah, that's true. But I don't know. That felt a little bit. I don't know. 
I just didn't. Well, I didn't and let's let's be honest. Like, non non benders is just, just going to be the hardest to like draw lines on anything. Like yeah, who to yeah. include, who not. What do they get? What don't they get? Yeah. Uh, it's just a toughest list. But that's why that's that's why we got the exciting stuff out of the way with firebending previously. Yeah. Uh, Asami is still like a very great martial artist, trained is, from an early age. Is Merrick a water bender? Uh, or is he just water tribe? Uh, he's a water tribe. He's not a water. Bender. Not a bender. Okay. Because, yeah, I suppose you could make similar. Not... He's, uh, he's terrible at the mech suits, though. He is. He would be, like, between Pipsqueak and Longshot, I guess, in my mind, if you wanted to put him on this list. Yeah. You fit him between those two for his sort of uh, uh, improvisational speeches, his his Jeff Winger <laughs> talks. He does have the most resources. <laughs> like, we're trying to get away. Like, oh, yeah, we take my boat. <laughs> it's very handy, but uh, I can see why you didn't include him in here. Number, oh, but again, let's keep with the theme here. Of, at least I think number seven, six, five, I think is the most interesting conversation. Number six, you've got Jet, who is ranked too high, if anything. Absolutely not. Jet the lieutenant, the lieutenant can is. take Jet. I'd pick the lieutenant over Jet. Just a kid who learned to grow up in some trees and only fought some other kids. One of them happened to be a reluctant avatar. No, I'm taking Jet. <sighs> Jet, his agility is probably up there with Ty Lee's agility. Mm. Mm, that's funny. His agility Ooh. didn't save him, did it? Mm. It's messed <laughs> up because Ty Lee's still alive as far as I know. Well, his agility around trees is second to none. <laughs> okay, Spider-Man. Listen. <laughs> I'll buy that argument then. I'll take an Asami over Jet any day. But if you if you take all the weapons and tech out of people's hands and you just you just plop a person there with nothing but their clothes, you can get me on Jet over Asami. I could I could live with that. Especially uh, if you plop also, him in his natural habitat. Jet also went he beat A. That says a lot for a non-bender. A reluctant Aang. Still, Aang was trying to get away to save those people, and he couldn't get away from Jet. The, listen, you remember the Jet first... Stop. You remember the episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! where they go into... Uh, they're on the island, and they introduce the idea of like field-based, field-type bonuses? <laughs> right? That's what yeah. that reminds me of. It's like, yeah, Jet had a field-type bonus. That didn't, that didn't, <laughs> that's garbage. Get him in the air, Chris. <laughs> Let's see what he does in the open skies. Um, number five, just while we're having the conversation, is is May. Yeah, uh, one of the best projectiles. I she's not agile. At, she can be quick at times. Um, volume check. She can be quick at times, but she is deadly with her with her. Shurikens and anything else. I do pointy, spiky thingies. Um, I could see Jet above her though, which is why I, I, do. I, I no, don't. but I can see Asami above her. So you know, there, here we are. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I value range. I do value range. Uh, like I, yeah. you can't put it in a vacuum because it's apples to oranges in a literal way. I tend to value range over melee, right? Because you literally get the first jump. On people, so if you're good and you're ranged, it's hard to beat you. Um, 
I'm absolutely not putting Jed over May. I would still argue. I would take Asami over both just for her her her, her technical prowess plus her martial artistry. But I she think... really doesn't have martial. She doesn't have hand to hand fighting. But she's a, like she's an athlete. She's skilled in her like just the. Yeah. Her, <clears throat> she she does have some hand to hand combat. Sometimes it's aided by weapons. But like there's, I think kind of like the lieutenant. I think there's some level of martial artistry underneath there. I think maybe not. I might be I, I might be overinterpreting. She because she doesn't fight close at all. Like she's just long range. That's fair. Um, I might switch it up and say that I think Jet's better than May. I'm if gonna, you want to say I'm gonna that delete, is, I'm gonna delete this notes. That, <laughs> if you want to say that Sami is five and Jet sits in May seven, I'll be fine with that. I. I would take Asami over either of those two in most circum, like in the widest range of circumstances. I would pick Asami over those two. That is my that is my take. But I think what it amounts to those, I think that three, like everything else, falls into order in a much sort of cleaner and obvious way from here on up. I think those yeah. three create the most interesting conversation. Tell us what you think. Give us your, your order on the whole thing, of course, but that five, six, seven, where, tell us what we're wrong about. What are we supposed to be including or excluding? Very interested to know. Number four. Um, I'm glad you found the name because it's a cool name is the Yuyan <laughs> Archer Jujinta specifically. So Jujinta from the Yangchen novel, um, other Yuyan archers, you know, we, you can say are represented and mass underneath, but Jujinta specifically yeah um probably the greatest archer we see um although i could i could have named that one archer that uh Philo ozai hires an archer to kill yakim i think um but i would take jujinta over that because i've seen jujinta in high pressure situations and able to do some impossible stuff with a bow and arrow um really like archery it's such a freaking great equalizer. It is. And, uh, yeah, so, like, he's, he's the best we see. He has to be this high. If you wanted to pick nits between, you know, uh, Yuyan archers, that would be fine. But I think literally any Yuyan archer, you know, if they have earned that title, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. probably leave them in this place almost regardless. But Jujenta's got a cool name, and he has sort of the coolest story that we are aware of from that group yeah uh, and i've been like long shot to me wouldn't make the union archers even though he's a great freaking archer he would barely not make them the the background isn't there that the education from from day one you know it's not his fault uh, yeah but yeah. it just the like <laughs> they were going down mountainsides like at breakneck speeds aiming Aang, who is like one of the most invasive people, and together they caught him. Aang might be in that moment like the most evasive, like in in that time, in that yeah. moment, the most evasive thing on the planet. And yeah, that's fantastic. Um, speaking of fantastic things, Chris, I love the number three pick. Huge fan of Piandao. Yeah, number three Piandao. Uh, master Swordsmith. 
we see he's able to like hold his own during Susan's comment, which says a lot. Like he takes out several different Fire Nation soldiers. Um, there's a story about him that is oh man, I wish I could look it up. You talk for a while. Uh, I would just say that I know that we're making some implication here about like they're going about peak P and Dow based on his current age and his current abilities, but I'm just, I'm totally fine like that. The show goes out of its way. <clears throat> Brian and Michael literally go out of their way to introduce a master swordsman into a show that probably would have been fine without it uh, and, and give him a substantial role, um, not just as a combatant himself, but also as a trainer, as a teacher. And I, I just place a high value on that. Um, so maybe a little character bias here and a little implication that he was, you know, uh, I, I would have to assume almost undefeatable in his peak in his time. But oh, I'm a big fan. He's he might be my second favorite non-bender. Oh, OK. Uh, a quick little thing about him. Uh, at the age of 10, he came down to the Fire Nation Boys Camp where his natural talent of the sword was recognized. I don't know where this information is coming from, but it's on the wiki. Um, he further studies in the army where he developed a vicious and fearsome sword fighting style. He and Dow fought many battles for the Fire Nation and won them all. However, what does it say? Dang, I hate when it's freaking changed. However, this point, I lost the state for war and became a person who fought his sword. Um, there was some story about him. That he, like, took on maybe, like, hundreds of people. It says, like, though retired from conflict, like, he is still to this day considered the greatest swordsman in Fire Nation history. He he is the John Wick of swords. Yeah. Did he lose a dog along the way at all? Because that would really help my case. <laughs> And this story, which I have final words from, says his prowess was best renowned from having never lost a single battle and defeating a hundred Fire Nation soldiers so decisively that he was left in peace afterward. So did they go after him? They, it, sounds oh, like, it sounds like there was more of them almost, and he just like mows down a hundred, and they're just like, yeah, okay, you go ahead and retire. You get out of the game, John Wick. <laughs> And we're going to not bother you ever again. <laughs> yep, and that is a uh, pan out. Yeah. <laughs> very John Wickish. It is very John Wick like. That's that's how I would interpret that at least, but um Okay. Uh Also, side note, side note about pan out. He is probably the greatest swordsmith as well. Which like, is something like, that's a skill you want to have on your squad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Especially if Sokka's also on your team. Now you're armed for life. Chris, number two is... Number two. Ty Lee. Ty Lee. She is the first person we ever see she blocking. Uh, she is a great hand-to-hand fighter. She is probably the most agile person. You see her running on rope like what the heck she's an acrobat acrobat um if, if she's someone's number one 
I would I would be like, yeah, sure, she's the best non-bender there is. Uh, but she's not number one. You can probably guess who number one is. But uh, what more? What what more you have to say about Ty Lee? I think that I don't. I probably will over credit, but like she invented chi blocking. Like she's the anti bender. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That alone, like she could even <laughs> yeah. be not everything else that she is, and that would put her really, really high on the list for me, just by being like she does. Maybe I don't have her high enough. Like, if she does easily take out a lot of benders. Like she easily took out Katara. Hmm. I, I I mean, there's a little bit of an element of surprise there, but like she, yeah. Gosh, it's not that she invented that style, but she like the first to sort of weaponize it in mass. I I don't know. That's really cool. Like it's gonna catch everybody by surprise the first time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of of Tylee here. That's a great pick. Chris, number one, I don't think is going to be the most exciting in like a sexy way, but like it just it makes sense. Number one is Suki. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm Suki. sorry. I should have let you do. No, you're good. Uh, Suki. Yeah, number one, volume check. Number one, Suki. She is like Tylee. She's a chi blocker, and she probably does it just as well as Tylee does. Uh, she's probably a little bit less agile than Tylee. I'll say if Tylee is like a 10 out of 10, then Suki is probably like a 9.2 out of, probably 9 out of 10 in terms of agility. She was able to like just run on the back of people's heads. And yeah, man, that one scene in the, in the the Boiling Rock episode, that was a great scene for for both her and Tylee. Uh, It was a great episode for non-benders and that, and that whole thing. She's, I mean, she may not be as agile as, as Tylee, but there again, let's not overrate agility compared to other uh, just, you know, tactician, leadership, combat, armed. Um, yeah, yes. All those things got to factor in somewhere. Suki just feels like the complete non-bender yes. package. She's a great swordsman. She has fans for long-range attacks or defensive maneuvers. She wears armor. And she's a chi blocker, and she's agile. She she really does have like the whole package for a non vendor. It's not uh, it's not a jack of all trades. Like it's it's a king of all trades. Like she's she's the at worst, <laughs> you know, at worst she's extremely good at all of these things at all these various elements. Hand to hand fighting. It's yeah, no, I like it's it's probably not the most interesting ending to the episode, but it's the right choice, no question. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm firmly in the uh, Suki camp. Hundred percent. Chris, final thoughts on the list overall? I think we'll get the most feedback on this list. On hey, why didn't you include this person? Our answer is probably going to be like, I know, I'm probably missing because we're tired. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a big world out there. What do you want? <laughs> it uh, is a big world full of a bunch of non-benders. Turns out a lot of people um, can't bend. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and I'm sure they all have uh, I'm sure they oh, all have value. Oh, we didn't put the Cabbage Man up there. We didn't Someone put cabbage, the yeah. cabbage Man. I'm sure they all um, have value. Absolutely. We didn't put pre hint, uh, pre-bending Zaheer in there. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, we didn't. I mean, I don't have that. It's like 
That's a good. I don't know if that's a good idea. It just make, I, it just sounded funny. Yeah. I mean, I never we never see him, but if I had to put him somewhere on this list, it would probably be. You'd have to be better than Asami. You know, I would say uh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that, that feels right. Uh, yeah, I would say that putting Julie and Varric on the list would make sense just from like character prevalence. But like, yeah, what's Varric gonna do other than like talk you out of a situation or have money? Uh, but Julie, yeah. you can convince me that like Julie has some kind of combat skill mm-hmm. underlying there, and she's also like the actual brains of the operation more often than not. So like, uh, we could have ranked Julie, I suppose. She was very formidable Give me- in that mech suit. Like she took out like three mechs. She would have won the whole thing, the whole fight, if it wasn't for Varric getting himself kidnapped give me, or taken hostage. Give me Varric between Pipsqueak and Longshot or or between the Duke and Pipsqueak, right, one in that ballpark. And then give me Julie at eight. That's where I'm at with Julie. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's too high for Julie. Though. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, I'll probably put her... Uh, but right, I'm sure. Right said, but just way higher than Varric. <laughs> like they would be right there by each other, but it would be like a clear drop off. That's it, right? That's uh, going from your starters to your bench personnel, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, no. On this one, more than any of the other ones, tell us, tell us who we missed, tell us why, and and then, you know, how I don't know how should we rank them with non benders What should we look at? It's again, it's it's arbitrary. It's kind of open ended. But Chris, I look I look forward to doing more of these in the future. Maybe adjectives. You know, we kind of talked to a tactician. Um, is that an adjective? Tactile? Ta- tactical? I think tactical is an tactical. adjective. Tactical. Yeah, tactical. I'm yeah. Tactical. Yes, adjective. Strategic. Uh, drives them strictly best martial artist, like all bending aside, things like that. That could be a lot of fun. But not before deaths. <laughs> doing deaths first. Oh gosh, I wish it was closer yeah. to Halloween. That'd be a fun, a fun tie-in. No, I don't. Don't, mm. w- don't wish your life away, people. Don't do that. But in the in the meantime, Chris, final. You thoughts. said that as if it, you said that as if it was like a you know one of those wishes that you don't want to wish for. Like I don't, I don't know one of those one of those movies. Uh, so I actually like, meant ah, it to be mm-hmm. kind of in my head. It was sort of a joke because we were just talking about wishing that it were closer to Halloween so that we could talk about death. And so in my head, it was kind of a joke of like, don't wish your life away. Cause we're talking about death, but it didn't, uh, it didn't, okay. it didn't land right. Even for my, for my own brain, but that's all right. You swing and you miss sometimes. Uh, Chris, final thoughts on non-benders. Uh, I think we'll have a list of, of all the benders, like the top 20 benders ranked. Okay. And from this list, I could see. Man, if I take top twenty, give me, mm, give me three probably, from this list. Maybe four, three or four. I think, yeah, I think four. Yeah, gosh, that's a lot of maybe. non-benders in a top twenty. Bin, it is top, right. That's a lot. I do, I do top twenty-five. <laughs> Just to make me feel better about this choice, <laughs> I have to. Because even if we increase the top twenty-five. I think that four would still be the only non-benders four that would get it. And that still feels like, I know it proportionately it's not quite a fifth, but like we're talking about non-benders in a bender world here. But listen, yeah, not being prejudiced, we're just, just discussing. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. That'll be fun. 
Chris? And then we'll do let's, deaths. Let's That's go. probably the next two weeks. I can't wait to do deaths. I'm so stoked now. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go upstairs, just lay in bed <laughs> and think about characters dying. Can't wait. Lately to go to sleep so before to go to sleep, I would think about how to make Avatar into a to like a movie trilogy type of deal. Lately I've been thinking about how to make Dragon Ball Z into like a seven or five series of movies. That um, sounds that yeah. sounds impossible. <laughs> Nah, that's very possible. Uh, and then I also think, what else have I been thinking about lately? Like, random things that help me go to sleep that, that I'll never complete because it's all just in my head. I'm not writing any of this stuff down. It's just, mm-hmm. all right, let me start back from movie one. We'll start with with uh, some Dragon Ball stuff, just Goku versus Piccolo in the World Martial Arts Tournament. And you include all the Z fighters in it. Then book, Then movie two would be the Saiyan Saga. Introduce Raditz and Vegeta and Nappa. Then, anyway. Uh, sometimes after we play Yu-Gi-Oh, I would fall asleep by trying to remember exact moves. So not like like replanning or anything. I just like try to recount yeah. them in my head because it would put me to sleep. Like just <laughs> like how much can I remember before I pass out? Which is tough because yeah. we'd play like ten hands or whatever. You know, like quick oh, game. Um, <sighs> most of the time we didn't. Make it. I do too. Uh, but no, it put me asleep just trying to like work through something cyclical and familiar like that. So that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Chris, this has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. I'll put all the details down in the description, which I did a better job of saying this time. Please, if you can, if you care to spare us any kind of like or comment or review or whatever, we would really appreciate it. And otherwise, uh, come back next week for deaths or top 25 somethings. Uh, top 25. I almost said top 25 benders, and then I got nervous really fast. Top 25 living persons or something. Come back for that next week. Have a good one, everybody. Top 25 humans. Sounds like a community reference. Top 25 human (laughs) beings. We'll just start ranking the characters from (laughs) From from other shows. Uh, Let's see, Abed, would Abed be number one? Yeah.